0: The hello. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Hashtag. I'm Natalie, your host. And today we're talking everything social media, the power of it and how we want to use it to drive change in society and create value for our audiences. We're talking to more incredible business owners who are sharing their top tips on how to create an engaged audience. And my favorite part, the epic social media fail for this week. Stay tuned for this week's episode. Make sure you click the follow button and keep up to date. And you know what to do. Follow us on all social media after this episode. We're at NLY Social. Ben, hello. Hi. So lovely to have you Thank on you our it. podcast. This is one of the first podcast episodes that we've done. You'll be one of our first guests.
1: That's exciting,
0: isn't it? I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, beyond the hashtag is our new content strategy piece that we're putting out of Naturally Social. It's a podcast, it's all about social media beyond hashtags and likes and followers and actually gives us an opportunity to talk to people about like the real purpose of social and I know that's something that you and I um have very 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 similar beliefs and and stuff about yeah so Tell us about Second Mountain Comms. Mm-hmm. Tell us your business journey.
1: So I've been in PR for 15 years. Yes, yeah, 15th anniversary this year, incredibly. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Um, so I worked in-house for a few years. I was agency-side for about a decade. Um, start of 2020, I had, a, I had a senior agency role in Bath. Unfortunately, COVID happened. Redundancies happened. Mm. Um, so, so I kind of found myself without a job during lockdown. But whilst I had time off, I kind of thought, I think this might be an opportunity. I think this is the time. For years, I've been grappling in my com- various comms roles. I've always been drawn towards businesses that had a had a real purpose. I always found that whatever sector I worked in, I was always really drawn to the founders and mm. people who had that original story mm. and why they set up what they set up and what they were looking to do in the world that was to make a difference. I thought, I think there's something there. I think actually that's that's a specialism Yeah. Um, to actually really focus and tighten what I do and just focus totally on purpose. So that's what I did. I launched Second Mountain Communications in August 2020, very much with a focus of um, helping good people do good. So it's about working specifically with ethical and purpose-driven companies and charities, um, amplifying their stories and really kind of expelling the benefits of what they're doing and the difference they're making in the world.
0: Let's move on then, you said, to, this, to social media. What, what part does it play in, in second mountain comms and the journey of your company growth
1: yeah i mean i think social has been massive for for me really throughout my career it helped me a huge amount in my early comms roles because actually i was working on platforms that a lot of people didn't really quite mm. get yeah yeah um and i think I, I i really latched onto twitter early on cool i thought this platform is incredible it's yeah. got a kind of two-way discourse of brands and people and it's just an amazing platform as time has gone on, I've found that I've gravitated towards certain platforms much more. So LinkedIn, I mm. think, has been my main thing for me, both personally and professionally. Cool. Um, some platforms, such as Twitter, I have a bit of a love-hate relationship no. with. I have yeah. a bit of a wariness a- against some platforms in terms of the good side versus the bad side. And yep. I'm quite careful with my use. Um but uh, but in terms of Second Mountain, I mean we've launched you know, launched a brand eighteen months ago and you know, we're essentially a virtual brand and we've managed to kind of get national and international clients and, and that's really been by that's using awesome. social media as a as a shop window. That's and awesome. I think that's what is really exciting for people now is you can do so much. Yeah. You know, if if you've got if you're really targeted with your content and you're really focused with the channels you're using, yeah, and you use them with genuine purpose yeah and trying to put content out where it's valuable and not just trying to get likes for like's sake yeah um I think you can you can do a lot with a little but, but there's a lot more I could do
0: yeah but the fact that you've been able to get to where you are doing what you're doing at a certain amount at least you're consistent and I think that's a really key point isn't yeah. it it's about being consistent and having consistency when it comes to your posting plans yes. and preparation Absolutely. because then you're removing the pressure off yourself to constantly be out there and be out there on all channels. I think it's really easy to fall down that hole quickly when you start a company.
1: I will develop, you know, I'll have a content plan whereby I'll do various kind of weekly wisdom things on Instagram, so nice, inspiring quotes and a bit of context to that mixed in with company news mixed with, with client success mixed in with a mm. bit of culture stuff mm. that's quite easy to plan yeah and it's just allocating that time because it, from day one it was important to me that there was a brand it yeah. wasn't me it was a brand yeah so it's been about getting second mountain off the ground not myself um, and it's just trying to have that consistency mm. so that people get to know actually if I follow this person this is what I'm going to, going to get from them nice um I, I've done a lot of reactive social media in the past for myself and for clients and i just think you need to exercise some caution with being too quick to post sometimes until you have full view of facts yeah um i think i think it's good for some of the platforms like twitter are starting to lock down a bit more on do you want to retweet this do you want to read the article first
0: yeah do you know where this comes from have you seen the
1: yeah original place of this content a little bit more of trying to actually dispel that dissemination of fake news and just trying to be a bit more because you can have Things can spiral very, very quickly. I'm so yeah. sure and that's what that's what scares me a bit. I think this whole kind of council culture—how quickly, um, yeah, people can come jump to to onto it and yeah. say,
0: yeah, and vilify, be vilified for it. Totally. Yeah.
1: So I'm quite, I'm quite reticent about adding my voice to anything like that. Really.
0: Do you think the social platforms themselves, like Twitter and Facebook, etc., do you think they have made those choices to change the way they operate to pick out fake news? because they genuinely wanted to or do you think that was done through pressure
1: they've done it because they've got to survive i mean you've seen it with facebook um you know you've seen they've had to pivot so many times Mm. now to to combat dwindling numbers and also just apathy for a platform yeah um twitter i know, know numerous people who've turned away from that platform in droves because they can't handle the negativity yeah um all of these platforms have to keep evolving um before they either become redundant or they become misused, yeah. I but I no, I, I think these platforms are. I mean, I'd love to kind of hear these conversations in Silicon Valley and and know whether there is any. Somebody to it. going but genuinely,
0: I, we need to. Do yeah, and
1: I'm sure there are good people in all those organisations, yeah. no doubt, but I'm sure most of it is because it, they're under pressure. And
0: yeah.
1: They're listed companies, and they need to actually
0: do something and, and show engagement and use
1: others. numbers
0: exactly and I always think that us as communicators using those channels we're in a bit of a like rock and a hard place it's like well we need to use these channels because all these people are here mm. but actually particularly for us if we are you know we are, our kind of mission is to make a difference to the communities that we live in and work with using our skills mm. and this whole notion of social media for social good but if we're choosing to use platforms that perhaps haven't got the most Uh, (laughs) purpose-driven ways of working like we show up on those platforms by being responsible with the audiences that we can interact with what kind of advice have you got for people who are looking to go on social media have a purpose-driven organization what's the best way for us to be for them to be using social
1: I think there's a couple of factors. First is be really, really clear about what you want to do. And then secondly, be really clear about what you don't want to do. Yeah. So when I started out with Second Mountain, I mean, I'm very, very opinionated on my own personal social channels. Okay. Um, and I have been for many years. But when I started out with Second Mountain, it, I was very clear, this is not going to be any platform for negativity. Cool. This is about encouraging positivity in the world. And this is about actually helping you know, good people. Yeah. And so it wouldn't fit... It wouldn't fit the brand or what I was trying to do as a business to be critical of anyone. And that's not what I want. And that's not really what I want from the world anymore. Mm. So I've been very, very clear about, as a business, what I don't do on social and I think anyone that's starting out should just be, re- should be really honest with themselves about what where do I want to be seen? Now, what am I using it for? Yeah. Who do I want to be seen by? And what do I want to get out there?
0: Mm. And
1: stick to that and not be caught. Because it's so easy to just get caught down the rabbit hole with yeah. social. And suddenly you're, you're, you, it encourages you to to write in a way. I mean, there's kind of a term keyboard warrior, isn't yes. there? It encourages you. To, it doesn't show you the best side because it's so easy to get caught up in the on the bandwagon mm. with with trending topics and add your voice, especially in you know the current political climate.
0: Yeah.
1: And you just have to take a step back and breathe sometimes. Again.
0: I don't want to do that.
1: But in the same turn, um, it's also incredible how social can bring about real change. Yeah. And actually, you know. Things like our current political parties, you know, a, a political party has never been challenged to a degree that the current one is. Exactly. And so much about voices and social media people saying, No, I do not I do not agree with corruption. No, I will not stand for this. Yeah. Twenty years ago, if if a party had behaved like that, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have heard any of this. Yeah, yeah. So it's awareness. really powerful that you and I can actually directly communicate with yeah. the Prime Minister and say, No, we won't stand for this.
0: And also the awareness, yeah, for me, you know, the power of social media is that Anywhere in the world you can find out about what's happening anywhere else in the world. So yeah. all of a sudden, you know, we don't have to just rely on T V adverts from charities like Oxfam, let's say. Yeah. But actually we can find content directly from people who live in third world countries. Let's yeah. look what's happening in the Ukraine at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can be the one that decides what we see and how we find it, and therefore inform our own truths about it.
1: And and Ukraine's a great point in terms of the power of social mm. because actually you saw that groundswell in several weeks of our uk government and the communicators within them saying we are not really going to do anything to help yeah and then the entire nation on social saying no. yes we are yeah <laughs> no actually <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're not going to be the only country in europe that doesn't help yeah and and then obviously you get this narrative from the government saying oh now you're going to open our homes and we're going to support this yeah and that's entirely driven by people online saying no and yeah. how powerful is that and that's that's incredibly massive. And powerful, Yeah.
0: Yeah um smaller charities being able to to drive so much more financial support from mm-hmm. supporters for causes that people wouldn't even know anything about Absolutely. and one of the things i think facebook in particular does really well is the the tools they give mm-hmm. small companies and small charities to be able to do their work yeah. that often are free of charge yes and i yes. think that's that's a really positive thing yeah so you touched upon your personal uh, relationship with um, social media yep are you um, across everything do you just stick to one channel like what do you I do
1: I don't think I'm maybe as down with the kids as I probably should be I'm not TikTok-ing. <laughs> um, no I'm on Twitter LinkedIn and Instagram yeah really and um, Facebook is a for professional communicators is essential yeah you have to have a Facebook presence to be able to run company pages yeah I wouldn't be otherwise um, yeah I, it'd be interesting to know how many of these platforms I was on if I wasn't involved in professional communications. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure I'd have any relationship with social media personally. Yeah. If I didn't do this for a living, but I do. And it's so ingrained and it's been so ingrained in me for 15 years. Yeah. It is just life. Yeah. What I really try and do is limit my use of them, be intentional. It's good. Some days I do really well on that. Some days I fall massively and I find them just scrolled in at ten o'clock at night through Instagram feeds. Yeah. And I kick myself and say, What are you doing? Yeah. Like, What's this?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: but it's so hard. You, you, it's, this has been our life for a
0: de- yep.
1: decade and a half. And um, but I really try and say, you know, don't get drawn into this conversation. You don't need to I contribute think, to everything I Like I said, it's that like, yeah,
0: intentionalness and being present mm. and self aware. Yeah. Mindful, I guess is another way way to put it in terms of no yeah picking up your phone and going, hang on. I mean, I, I I find when I get home, as soon as I get home, I haven't looked at my phone. I don't look at my phones all day. any mm. of my personal social media. And the first thing I do as soon as I get home, if I sit down with a glass of wine or whatever, and it's literally like app hopping from yep. one app to the next, scrolling, 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 scrolling. And actually what that ends up at least is so much more overwhelm. It does. Because particularly for my personal feed on LinkedIn, I was so close to posting yesterday going like, Am I the only one who feels like completely like a failure when right. I open up LinkedIn these days and see all this content from other business owners on entrepreneurs going like, wow, look at us. Wow, look at me. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're so amazing. Like, maybe we should start something and start posting like Friday fail. This is how I've absolutely. I mean, that, that's one thing I've been
1: really encouraged to. the last two years before the pandemic. You never saw content like that on LinkedIn no, especially. No, you constant, really didn't. I've won an award. I've been promoted, yeah. et cetera, et cetera loads more of people kind of breaking the walls down yeah. and saying, actually, I'm really struggling with this. Yeah, um, I mean, I think that's the thing you just have to constantly remember is that social media is not a window into the reality of one's life and totally. perception isn't reality. And um, it's very easy to put across a, a, a stance and to look like you're, you're behaving in one way, yeah. your business is fantastic, but it's, you're projecting. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot to be said for, for authenticity on social and for yeah. inviting those, I think actually it'd be very empowering if you were on there saying, I've had a really hard day today. Because then what you're doing is opening a conversation with people. Yeah. And what you're also doing is you're, you're kind of saying it's fine to struggle. And yes. you're, but then what you have to also remember is you also need to kind of be there to respond to people yeah. because what that might do, and I found this a few times when I've, when I've talked about anxiety, I've talked about things like that on social, it's opened up doors. Other people have got in touch with me mm. and said, oh, actually, I, I, this really resonated with me yeah and, and then I've had separate zoom calls and online conversations with people to talk about things yeah which has been lovely but it's also you have to make sure you've got the bandwidth the, to do that to do that both in time and emotionally Me- mentally and emotionally so, yeah. yeah so I think when you put yourself out there you are inviting a yeah. it's the same for a brand yes if you start putting yourself out there on social exactly. with a purpose you are inviting two-way conversation and if you're not ready for that two-way conversation then don't say then it. don't do
0: it yeah because actually that two-way conversation is really important and it's how you'll deliver that change really yeah. isn't it because even just from a tactical point of view you know conversation on any channel is really super important yeah. um but from a reputational perspective you know if you want to be showing up in a space to be a thought leader or be an expert or you know drive something a you know, specific change you have to be prepared to get something back absolutely, as well absolutely. and have the time to put in those responses and that community management
1: i think the days of broadcasting on social is, is oh done, it's done like, yeah everyone's everyone's been on social Everyone said this is who we are yeah and it's if you're either on there to have a conversation or just don't bother
0: yeah, yeah. 100% um we talked about authenticity actually as well before we started yeah. recording yeah it's a big a big passion point for both of us mm-hmm. no bs as we call it mm-hmm. tell us a little bit more about your stance with this
1: i just have a real you and i are the same i mean i just Kind of virtue signaling, greenwashing, just this kind of people jumping on any bandwagon and just trying to own it for that brief period of time because it's because it's trendy. Yes, and you know you saw a lot of that with BLM very quickly two years ago. Yeah, a lot of a lot of kind of celebrities and brands that just suddenly that was what their brand was all about. Yeah, see a lot of kind of with key areas for a brief window of time. You saw it from with mental health during the pandemic Mm. from businesses that maybe had, had. never really had a space in that before I mean, yeah we're very quiet afterwards i just have a real problem with kind of people just moving from one thing to the next and yeah. next because it's in the zeitgeist now
0: yeah totally um,
1: whereas actually have it operating with one wider purpose i just really keen you know i know you and i share the same view on this just with businesses what's your one thing you're trying to do yeah what's your mission like yeah. your genuine mission genuine. why did you set this yeah. up yeah
0: Because that's okay. what are you
1: trying to do? You don't have to do everything. What's the one thing you're trying to do? And try and make the world slightly better by doing one thing really, really well and just trying to look outward a bit more.
0: Yeah. I think pivoting is good and developing is good. And actually, where I look at it, if I talk to a lot of companies and that inspires them to change their business model, I've had clients in the past where when I've started working with them, they've had no CSR strategy at all. They've had no intention of being ethically minded whatsoever and as we've educated them and you know been quite forceful in saying no we're not going to be promoting over salesy content online Mm. we need to find your story here's a here's a hook here's an idea here's a a suggestion a year later you know they've absorbed everything they Mm. could from us taken everything they can then they've they've completely changed our direction they're flying and that's great i think that if that's you know if we've made an impact that's got to be seen as a positive um but there are so many people who also need to feel just Don't jump onto that trend and that bandwagon, you know, understand what it is that you're setting out to do Mm. and do that and do it well. Um, People who are jumping on this whole ethical purpose driven bandwagon who don't necessarily understand it or it's not at their core, Mm. I think will very quickly be found out and it will end up having a backlash, I think.
1: Well, we're, we're seeing it, aren't we? Yeah, <laughs> already. We're, we're seeing it with the likes of Brewdog. I mean, yeah, we're seeing the with what you project in the public eye and the yeah. virtue signal in and the reality of what's clearly been discovered about a culture and we're yeah. doing things. Um, and I think that's the thing that the world is too open now. That you know, unless you can live and breed a culture through and through. Mm. That will get out if if, if that's not authentic and if that's not the real experience of your brand that's lived by employees and people that engage with yeah. you, it, it, you will be discovered. So either don't put yourself up on that pedestal in the first place if you can't deliver on it, yeah, or actually try and Come behave it. in an ethically in an ethical fashion. Yeah, be truthful.
0: And social media brings that ties all that together yeah. because you can't control employees. Has a voice. You, can't, has a voice. Yeah, you can't yeah, you can't control customers. You can't no. control fellow partners or whatever it is or, you know contacts yeah. that you've that you've made in the past you know you can't control their messaging so you have to show up authentically
1: yeah
0: and and yeah commit to that no, i think about, you
1: know and that comes from being honest as well that's what we were saying earlier yeah I mean, the authentic isn't saying i'm perfect isn't saying that my my business is brilliant at everything it's 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 being honest about where your strengths are yeah i do that with my own business i have a page on my site which says always happy to have a conversation but if i don't think i'm the right partner for you i'll tell I'll you let the you start know. and i'll try and pass on to someone else yeah I've, I've turned business down because the chemistry fit hasn't been yeah. right I've walked away from clients because it hasn't felt right yeah um because everything in business is a you know it's a relationship really definitely and it's a two-way relationship and it always should be
0: I think that's it's super important that everybody shows up authentically wherever they are however they show um and I just I saw an article um I think it was yesterday, actually, and I'll try and find the link and add it into the podcast notes somewhere afterwards. Um, But it was like 10 ethical companies, 10 companies you thought were who you thought ethical were actually owned by the least ethical Mm. organisations. And that's really eye-opening because for me, it shows that you need to really do your due diligence Mm -hmm. when looking at and researching companies because that might say one thing here, but if you dig deep down, like, what's the supply chain like? Yeah. Who are they using to run their socials? Who are they packaging? You know, all that sort of stuff yeah, needs to all be unpicked. I mean, I
1: don't know if you saw a couple of weeks ago with the whole P&O Ferries.
0: No, remind disaster. me about this. Um,
1: so <laughs> I, I spotted this as a, a wonderful Twitter spot for basically in, in the wake of obviously what they did with all their um, employees overnight and kind of. Sacking everyone without any notice. Oh, no. No um, communications whatsoever. It was was awful. Um, Their values page on their website is just filled with body copy. It's got no, like Laura (gasps) (laughs) Mixon. They haven't even got a statement about what they stand for. And it was just one of those things that really showed actually how they've behaved. Oh, dear. At a mass corporate level. It's so indicative that they haven't even given any consideration in a company that large with what is our reason for being. Yes. And what sets us apart.
0: And what's clearly, genuine, yeah.
1: Clearly very little.
0: And then it shows nice. how social media has just completely mm-hmm. lit a fire, probably.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So, Underneath that issue. Yeah, so I think, you know... Terrible reputation management. Absolutely. Really I, think, I think the whole instance with them over the last month has probably been one of the biggest PR fails, fails I've ever seen. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. I love the fails. Um, we're going to have to wrap it up there, though. Okay. Um, I've loved talking to you you today thank you so much for your time i think we you and i both know we could sit here and talk forever but we better not so uh thanks for joining us and everybody else make sure you follow the next episode subscribe thank you so much for listening we really hope you enjoyed this episode of beyond the hashtag make sure you tune in to every episode and again follow us on social media we're at nly social on facebook twitter instagram linkedin tiktok you name it we're there and i hope to see you all soon